What's the story? That's what we want to know. What's the story in Reading, Pennsylvania? My name is Joe Painter here on ThePeopleChronicles.com. The president of the NAACP Reading, Burks, Bill Thompson, is with us, and the Reading Police Chief, Bill Heim. It's been a, a very informative and illuminating conversation as to what's going on in Reading that has avoided, Reading has been able to avoid any volatile situations like what's happened in Ferguson and in city and state over and over again Um, and race relations and police relations are always um, pointed to first so one of the issues that comes up is these are cities small and medium cities with a very large percentage of black and hispanic citizens and no representation or very small representation of black and hispanic on the police force what does that balance look like in reading oh it's not nearly good enough we have been trying for uh probably about 10 years now to increase especially the number of spanish-speaking officers on the on the force trying to get our community to look more or our police force to look more like the community um we've been doing better lately because we have made some uh really good inroads with our recruitment and testing process and the, the biggest thing is joe that we give extra points on the test for Spanish fluency. So over the last several years, we have had a good number of candidates uh, vault into the top echelon of candidates due to the because fact they're that bilingual? they're bilingual, mm-hmm. which, is, which has been really good. The other thing we tried to do is we used to use a, a, f- a written test for the initial screening. So we might have a few hundred candidates show up for a written test. And written tests are mostly used because they're inexpensive to give. Mm-hmm. But we found that we we weren't getting the best candidates, the candidates that could communicate well with people and interact well with people. So we did away with that kind of a test, and, and we used just a standard reading comprehension test that you must pass to get into the police academy as an initial screening tool. And then we trained police officers themselves to conduct uh, interviews with prospective candidates to judge their interactive skills because we want people that can relate to people, not mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, eggheads that can take a, a, a written test. And uh, w- that combined with giving extra points for Spanish fluency has started to show dividends and we're getting more Spanish-speaking officers, more Hispanic officers really on, on the force, which is great. So I think we're going to make some – we're going to make incremental progress on that. We're not going to vault from – Having, I, we we probably have about eighteen, nineteen Spanish-speaking officers on the force of over one hundred and sixty. So we're not mm. going to, you know, we're not going to go to sixty or seventy. That would get pointed out immediately. Oh, it, by it, the it media, would. if an incident happened here, this is a this is a predominantly white police force in a predominantly multicultural city. It, it would. There's imbalance. It would, and it's you know it's even worse for African Americans because we only have three or four African American officers on the force. Um, you know, and is we, there a uh, lack of applicants, uh, African American and Hispanic applicants? There's, there's not. Certainly, there's not applicants in the same proportion. The greatest, the greatest percentage of people that show up for our police test are white males. Why? We're still overcoming traditions, right? That. My father was a cop. My brother was a cop. My uncle was oh, a cop. Yeah. So you're still seeing that. It's, it's a, it's a role modeled path for white males to take. See, and I'm hearing that, and maybe you can share your thoughts on that, and I'm juxtaposing that conversation against that visual 
of this militarized police force and the citizens and, and ringing out the 60s and civil rights. Have we made progress? I think we have made progress. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back in, in history because I think the vestiges of slavery still rear their ugly heads today. There's lots of people that feel disenfranchised. It feels that their voices aren't important. You know, Bill had made mention of institutional racism, but I think we have to understand as people of color the importance of being involved. You know, it's only through civic engagement that we're going to uh, balance out some of these inequities that are currently being recognized because the population does deserve um, public servants that represent the populace. There's no question about that. Is that to push out white folks? No, it's just to balance things out a bit because there's some highly qualified, very caring white people that are in these jobs. So let's celebrate that because it's very important. But the issue of imbalances isn't just with the police force. We recognize that with the fire department. We recognize that with the educators in the Reading School District. We recognize recognize that on the boards of nonprofit organizations throughout the county many of these many of these groups are looking for people to people of color to step forth and be involved and have their voices be heard so i'm hearing you put the onus on the citizens themselves to get involved which again goes back to your collaborative efforts for ongoing meetings and dialogue and encouraging people to be involved and perhaps step into those leadership positions. Well, absolutely. I mean, rather than citing somebody as being a racist, you know, why don't you get to know that individual and go. recognize them for who they truly are? That leaves me feeling good about the efforts that are going on to educate, to dispel falsehoods, to continue communication. But then we get back to safety and you both have acknowledged on any day human nature anything could happen and we are without that SWAT team are we safe Bill well you know the first thing if we would have an incident that would um, be a spark for unrest mm-hmm. were people um, really feeling that uh, things weren't going well for for them that would bring out you know mass yeah. protests uh, yeah. and and rioting yeah. how, how would we deal with it I mean the first thing we would do Joe is I would call upon Bill Thompson and Robert Jefferson and Mike Toledo and all the leaders of our community, diverse leaders of a diverse Mm -hmm. community, Mm -hmm. and we would put our heads together and we would kind of decide what can we do to make sure that um, this doesn't get out of control. Um, And we would talk about, if needed, police response and the levels of police response. And if that was there? needed, what would we do? I mean, if, if after that communion of, of brain trust, diversified brain trust, if that was needed, what do we do? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we have the Reading Police Department, which has over 168 members. Okay. And they do have training. They do have experience. And hopefully they would have cool heads and, and we wouldn't overreact. Hopefully they have good leadership you know, with captains and lieutenants and sergeants that would also make sure that everybody maintained uh, their their calm, police officers too, in the face of what could be, you know, 
yelling, screaming, adversity, mm-hmm. uh, peaceful protests maybe, but certainly not quiet protests, right? I mean, that can ramp people up, so we would try to do that. But we also have, we, we can call upon other officers in Berks County to give us some assistance. We can call upon the Pennsylvania State Police, and the Pennsylvania State Police do have units that do have the equipment that right. we could you know, might need in a situation like that. We, we would call upon them. Again, it sounds like the first reaction is diffusion and not overreactive force, which is what brings forth those images, which is what makes people uncomfortable. So I must congratulate you both on your efforts to keep peace, to keep dialogue ongoing, and to not overreact, to think first, then speak. And so often... We don't do that in any host of situations. Before we wrap it up, when is the next community meeting? We're still in the planning phases with that. So there is another one planned, and the ongoing neighborhood meetings? Yes, they are in different areas of the city. The mayor uh, often puts those meetings together, and it's not just the police. It's uh, all city services, you know, property maintenance and and codes and public works to try to go – to citizens and give them an idea of what's going on in the city. city gets a lot of uh, bad attention, I think, but um, the mayor's told me when he, when he walks around the city and, and talks to people that it's a, it's a much better response face-to-face than uh, perhaps the, uh, the image is, that is portrayed. portrayed sometimes. Yes. So keeping the peace, it's happening, and I invite you as you are listening to this to uh, check out the websites of the Reading Police and of the Berks Chapter of the NAACP. Find out what is going on, how the dialogue is continuing, and how the story unfolds, and perhaps you can introduce it in your community too because the proactive dialogue has um, certainly prevented volatile incidents at this point. Thank you both very much for your time. This is What's the Story? I am Joe Painter, and you have been listening to Conversation with Bill Thompson, the President of the NAACP and Reading Police Chief Bill Heim.